Hey everyone, and welcome back to Method. This episode is a bit of a crossover with Height Drop, Brandon Douglas's podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be Brandon, our friends Christine, and Max, and myself. If you don't know who any of those people are, check the links underneath this episode. And if you somehow got here and don't know about Height Drop, go check out High Drop as well. It's basically like the first parkour podcast that I can remember and the longest running one as well. So make sure to go check that out. Brennan does an awesome job and I love listening to his stuff. But anyway, without further ado, let's just jump into it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, what? It's like, okay, so you guys did a water is God line, which is like, I'm not like not a fan, but also is it an April Fool's joke? Because it is April 1st. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, they didn't really they explain the water is God. It's just been like a it's running like joke. A meme in it's their videos, yeah. yeah. Really? I don't know where it originated from, but it um, it's you just yeah, it's been referenced for a couple of years at least. I feel like yeah, I'm kind of a fan. I think it's at least. I mean, at least it's it, it's something that's not like I don't know. It's any sort of like. And I don't use cultural diversity in parkour, but it's like not like I jump on rails. It's like something. Yeah. You know. I thought that the long sleeve sweatshirt was dope. I the like kind of gray. Yeah. The, that one was really cool. We both liked that one. We're like, oh, gonna hop on that, and literally went the next day, like April second, and it was sold out in like large and medium. So uh, I was like, well, I wonder if they're gonna restock that. Cause that's like that was the one shirt I wanted from that set. Yeah. Also, like all their stuff's always either just like black with like weird logos that don't match my style or it's really light and i know i'm gonna get coffee stains on it yeah and i'm like oh, i don't want to spend like 60 dollars with shipping to get stuff that's they do like stained. more more abstract stuff than anyone else does everyone else is like here is some text and i'm the most like <laughs> yeah you i'm the biggest culprit of that <laughs> so I want to use that imprint or like the shipping fulfillment service. Like I don't have to do anything. Oh yeah, just like, drop, drop shit. Ship. shit. Is yeah. That what you do? No. I, I no. just like that's the only thing I could even <clears throat> think of right now that would work I, for my op- operation. On, yeah, honestly, much. like I can't really be super bothered just because I think I'm still emotionally recovering from everything yeah. that's been happening. So I just can't be bothered to do any of that shit. The way we're actually gonna go in the next few months is Susie now has like a big fat sewing machine mm. and just got an embroidery machine That's so we're gonna all do we're gonna do everything in-house custom and then do like Actually. very very limited drops like like quantities of like 10 yeah and then do like monthly drop of like one item at like a premium ish price and then like if you really like that product snatch it up next month something new and we'll never make it again so that like because you go to a jam and everyone has the same three goddamn shirts <laughs> yeah yeah and so Dude. if we can make like a lot of different pieces that a few people have like there's a bit more diversity and people can feel like a little more attached to them i think that's kind of what scoochie does yeah i don't know like they're also one where mm-hmm. like scoot chip sticks oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. like yeah. sasha chevo and they rumen is doing the same thing too aren't they where they're doing like one-off pieces, oh yeah pieces, i remember that yeah and they're like i don't know like patchwork pieces together really mm-hmm. cool. yeah, that's cool. yeah i like that a lot because it is cool Scooch it's got a lot of like, like character. a five sweater run which I ended up ordering because I've always wanted to support them, but they're the same where like everything that they make looks like if you wear it and you're like a coach or like a gym teacher or you're just into that like old school parkour style, it's like yeah. cool, but I'm not any, like none of it fits my style at all. And then they made these pretty dope like half silk, half wool sweaters 
and it was just like custom they're making 10 total and i was like yeah, yeah that's cool. right, sick yeah that's cool yeah i think we're just going to be pretty experimental for the next year or so and then be like cool this worked well or like i liked this more and then kind of yeah maybe ramp up from there we'll see what happens but you know i don't know where to start I, I had no <laughs> idea if we have started. Well, I just started recording just so I'd have us, like, if we, like, jumped into it. I'm like, all right, we're ready. Yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, I wonder where, you know, to begin. Obviously, like you said, there's so much crazy shit that's been going on. Yeah. We've caught up with you if you've listened to your podcast already. But, I mean, it's actually one of the first times I've sat down with, like, a bunch of people. And just, like, so chatted. Chatted about <coughs> the state of affairs. I guess everyone's, like, kind of made their thing online, you know, clear of, like, where they stand. So. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you I guys have any, like, new thoughts or, like, anything to, like, say? Christine and I went off on <laughs> Method last night for, like, an hour. Like, we didn't – we didn't. I don't think we said the word parkour until, like, an hour 22 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Which really? I'm yeah. hoping is not actually in it because it was just, like, we were, like, let's just vent yeah, for, like, well, an like, hour we, to we got Yeah, we got to, like, minute 20. And like it's starting to go that way, and then Christine goes, "Wait, how political can I get?" And I went, "Just fucking do it." Yeah. And then the next forty-five minutes was just just rant. Yeah, and then and after an hour in, we're like actually started talking about parkour and like actually had a good podcast yeah. conversation. And I was like, "We just it kind of cuts us off." It's like, we it's been two hours. We need to be done. Yeah, like, like I saw it take over two hours. Again. I'm like, this. I want to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait to listen to that. Now. Yeah, you'll you'll need to do like a limited release of the full thing for anyone, and then like just the actual episode can just be the second half. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but, I'll do like like prime cut of like the last hour, and then I'll still release the full thing. Yeah, for the other. See, the prime cut for me is everything but the parkour. I feel like I want to know yeah. the rant. Yeah, that's pretty much what Don't, you'd expect. You know, it's, it's, nothing. Don't don't be shitty person. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It. Yeah, man, it's been really wild to see everyone's point of view, but also everyone's like lack of awareness. From you know, I haven't really said much, but just because I'm still like soaking it in and just being like, I'm just surprised a lot of things that are happening still. Yeah, and I'm just it's just weird that people are using it as an excuse to justify like a position that is just like so not the point. That's like the only thing that I haven't really seen discussed as much it's just like why is this i mean i have but you know just why is everyone just trying to justify their position i just don't get the defensiveness and the weirdness that comes through we we talked about this a little bit last night so Mm -hmm. i don't want to go like super hard into it but yeah um my take on that is that i think people are trying to find a an out for potentially being wrong um and would rather find some sort of defense rather than uh, maybe admitting that oh i am wrong and my opinion can change it's more like uh but what about this part about this person like this they deserved it because of this or like xyz to kind of be like i don't really have to look into myself and figure out why i feel this way or why i might be wrong and like that's something that i've dealt with for the past few years as um someone who has gone vegan and that's a parallel that i've noticed a lot oh, is instead of people being willing to open up and have that conversation and be like maybe my stance is wrong or maybe i can think about it differently it's more like and eh, can't give up cheese i'm not gonna <laughs> like consider what you have to say and yeah. i think it's a totally different level and i think even more visceral so i think people are going to be even more heated about it 
but I think that's um, not the only reason why, but I think a lot of people who might be actually like moderately intelligent and could have okay points of view who don't or were raised to not, um, that can a lot of times factor into why they're just unwilling to like really listen to anything that might change their mind. Yeah, I think that's really on point. Yeah, because that's kind of the only thing that you can do, it feels like. When it comes down to it, it's like it sort of comes down. I mean, if you're a legislator, it's maybe a different story. If you're, you know, it's like you have to kind of do that work inwardly and then make a change. Like, that's the only thing you can do. You're like, all right, I live in this world. What am I going to do about it? Yeah. Or am I just going to feel, am I going to just try to justify my position? Like, that I don't have to do anything. So, anyhow. You go to any of the protests in Denver? Um, I went to, I didn't go to like the scheduled, um, event. I was just there, um, just to see what, you know, just to kind of like read the, the pulse of like, the yeah, yeah, I guess a little bit in Denver and, and yeah, it just, it was tense, but it was also not really, um, it was just something I still haven't, I guess I'm still processing it. You know, it's just weird, surreal to see the streets of Denver boarded up and you know people screaming there was a little bit of like animosity between certain groups for them and then there's people just you know jumping rope and yeah, there, something um, out of it and were there any counter protesters no i did see one homeless lady that was just like beyond like uh i don't know what to say you know i just felt really pity oh like a lot of pity for her she was like yeah. screaming at this other black woman and saying horrible things and it was just like it was like almost everyone was just like, damn, that's like, like you could have just gotten violent and just like beat the shit out of this lady, I guess is kind of the, the, um, the visceral response is like, yeah. someone, someone hurt this person because she's saying such hurtful things, but everyone was just kind of like, damn, this poor, this person's poor, probably hurting inside poor, and like, poor person yeah. to say something. I don't know. It was just really strange. That w- that was like burned in my memory the that's, most. That was yeah. like, um, as I was leaving, I was like, hmm, this is very strange. But what about you guys? No, I didn't go to any of them. Mm. I was working a lot during the time, and then it was just like, yeah, I feel, I definitely just, like, felt weird about what I would do there because I'm not, like, a very, like, I'm not, like, an in-your-face passionate person with my beliefs, but Mm. I will be in-your-face and, like, passionate with my beliefs in other forms, like, in written forms and stuff. So I've kind of been, like, lining up a bunch of stuff like within the parkour community and with friends that are that's going to be kind of like coming out in the next couple weeks or months yeah I'm really that's like written that. and like a little bit more like well thought out which is kind of more like my personality yeah um and it's the same thing with like like sarah green the christian's wife like goes to all these like animal rights things and like climate things and it's yeah. just like i always am uncomfortable in public situations and i was definitely struggling i'm like man it's like not it's such a privileged place to come to for me like well i'm not going to do this because i'm it makes me uncomfortable to like deal with large groups of people but also it's like with the pandemic and with like there's just like so many excuses that like went into it yeah um but i just kind of like got to the point where i was like i don't really think that me being there other than just being like a shield essentially is gonna do anything nearly as productive as I can do by like putting my time into speaking to the people that I care about and like like hopefully helping get their perspective 
heard and appreciated with like the platform that I have. So mm -hmm. that was kind of like the route that I ended up going and then just keeping an eye on things like through social media and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think and putting in my vote, which we ranted about yesterday. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's a big voting voting rant. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, the reason I asked about counter protesters is because there were like some militia groups that came out in Missoula. I heard about I that on NPR. That. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah, it was like kind of tense, honestly. They had like ARs and stuff, right? Yeah. Just like yeah, and the there, was this, there was this whole like weird um, narrative of like. Some people were saying that some of them were there to protect the protesters. And I don't know, because these things happened on different days. I don't know how much of that is true or what the whole thing was. But, like, there were at points, like, it was, like, one of Missoula's downtown streets. So we had all the protesters on the side of the courthouse. And then, like, across the street were, like, a bunch of, like, militant, like, AR with three clips toting. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was, was like, like right when Trump was tweeting all the stuff about like Antifa sending busloads mm -hmm. of protesters to like militarize this. Yeah, yeah, because I they interviewed one of the guys and they're like, "This is so and so from Missoula, Montana," and people were wondering why he's walking around with like a semi-automatic assault rifle and he's just like, "Well, I'm not gonna." If people are coming to a gunfight. I'm not gonna be the one without a gun. Like, I need to be able it's to like protect everybody. And all the protesters are just like. This is no, cardboard. we don't feel more comfortable with people who have no training and are just stoked to carry assault weapons come yeah. to a protest that they disagree with. <laughs> like, yeah. That does not make me feel safer in yeah. any way. I also just... AKA the police. Yeah, that's not... Just I kidding. mean, <laughs> not... <laughs> no, totally. Like... Yeah. No one... No one needs an assault rifle. Like... No. You, you're not going to come tell me, oh, I need it for protection oh i needed to go hunting you you're not going to go hunting with an assault rifle that's not you've missed the point of hunting yeah. if that's your if that's your stance I'm, no yeah. no civilian needs an assault rifle i know that like there's a whole bunch of like really Im like people i really respect and admire are hunters that own guns that really believe in like certain rights and certain you know, they have the argument laid out for, for why assault weapons and, you know, how they're not really that much different than a handgun. They're basically just a handgun with a longer barrel and blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's really, I don't know why it comes down to this. Like, yeah, that's like the gray area. It's like, all right, there's always a border between these two opposing viewpoints, right? Yeah. And the border right now is assault weapons, yay or nay. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it's one of those things where, as Americans, we know we're not going to get any sort of, like, really, really strong gun reform. Mm. So I think anything that people can take, and I think assault weapons is pr the most likely thing that would actually get um, taken away. Yeah. And then on the other side, I think that, that um, you know, Second Amendment rights, like, activists uh, think that if this goes, then yeah. everything else is going yeah. to follow it's as well. It's a cascade, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... I mean... I think... Go ahead. It became fully clear that we were not going to reform gun rights in America when an elementary school was shot up. Like, yeah. in I'm every sorry, other if you country. shot up kindergartners, we're not reforming our gun. And we just said, oh, like, hopes and prayers. It wasn't going to get reformed. No, it's not. And, like, in essentially any other, you know, first world country, if that would have happened, there would have been gun reform overnight. Like, 
that's that's, what's so fucked up about all this, right? Yeah. Is the fact that we moved so fast for COVID, shut everything down. We and then like relatively speaking. You know, in comparison to gun reform, yes. In comparison to gun reform, we. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, get it. Sorry, astronomical. Yeah, not to say it's relative. By, by it's Trump relative, standards, right? we move okay, very quickly. Just in comparison to <laughs> um, putting an executive order against Twitter, <laughs> slow. Yes. <laughs> just like what we choose. Yeah, like that's the frustration. That's the, the infuriation. Infuriation. That's not a word, is it? But hang on. Infuriating. Yeah, that's what's infuriating is is what we decide to move fast on, what we can legislate and seem yeah. to like get yeah. done within a couple of weeks or hours. Yeah. I, I it's think like, it's clear that we can get shit done. Oh, but yeah. We just refuse to get it done in certain areas. Infuriating is a very good word for 2020. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that is a, like a good way to encapsulate just like the overall feeling for this year as a U.S. citizen who has empathy and cares about other human beings that live in the country and around the world. It's just like, holy fuck the level of incompetence that you see on a national stage every single day is infuriating and bewildering. And then the kind of like reactions of people that now have like, again, similar to the 2016 elections come out of the woodworks where you're like, Oh, that's an opinion people still have. Like, obviously I think anybody who is really surprised by the counter protesters and people who are promoting Vi- like really vocally promoting all lives matter and are vocally against po- like essentially anyone trying to condemn police brutality in America that never went away yeah but i think it is a surprise to me at least personally to see how large that percentage of the population still is and then same thing with like covid how amazing is it that there's such a large percentage of the population and they're like well i'd rather get a haircut and see my grandpa die than like not be able to i don't know go to my favorite restaurant for two months yeah and obviously people are struggling like you lost a business yeah you know like people have been out of work people are really like there's tons of stuff but just like the lack of empathy is so ridiculously infuriating yeah Yeah, it really is it's it's that echo chamber too that i think I mean, I've, I've brought it up several times over the past week, but it's so easy to think that your social circle and your social media is representative of the rest of the world. And it's it's been extremely enlightening to go down avenues that are not like the normal avenues and like go follow follow some hate down on Instagram that mm-hmm. takes you to the opposite point of view and then to read all of the people that are the echo chamber for the opposite side yeah. and that's been super infuriating and super enlightening um, because it's it's so like I I only have like 4,000 people following me on Instagram I only? yeah only that's all you <laughs> but I can post anti-Trump stuff on my Instagram. No one has said a word to me. Mm-hmm. I can post Black Lives Matter stuff. No one has said a word to me. That means my social media is full of either people who agree with me or people who don't care enough to tell me I'm wrong. That's 4,000 people. And nobody said, like, that is just so mind-boggling to me of how much of an echo chamber mm-hmm. that social media is. And that it I wasn't 
really, I guess I wasn't aware of how like privileged I am to live in this kind of bubble of intelligence and this bubble of like people who agree with what I think. Like when I go to my, my everyday life, I'm an engineer, the people at my job, the dumbest person there is probably smarter than average human intelligence. Then <laughs> I just like well, wanted to, to laugh at that. And then, and then our so, like, like, then our social circles, like parkour people in general, are pretty well aware. Like at least the ones that I interact with are I'd aware. The they're intelligent. Yeah, they're they know what's going on. And so then to kind of branch out from that to find the people that have the opposing side and then the people that are just the saying... The bleach drinking community. The bleach drinking community. <laughs> the bleach people... drinking community? Yeah, <laughs> it's only one letter different. They're going to go fast. Yeah. 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 They're not going to last. I'm, I'm part of it. I don't them. feel like the bleach drinkers are going to have much staying power, but... <laughs> yeah, well, it's like... It's the people that are intelligent enough to go start doing research, but not logical enough to realize that the rabbit hole they just went down that makes oh, Black Lives Matter is a conspiracy theory. Racism is conspiracy. George Floyd was a... Pl like, you're not intelligent enough to realize that this rabbit hole you went down is total bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that is the one that blows my mind. Well, to echo um, something I know Kira mentioned last time we talked sort of about this. She's not here, but... It's just like, there's so much... There's different kinds of intelligence, right? Yeah. That's kind of the issue, I think, is like somebody... Like, I don't have the intelligence that these engineers have, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I might have more social intelligence. That's up for debate. That is, that's up that for is debate. not up for debate. <laughs> but, you know, like, I see it even in my old man and stuff like that, you know? Just, like, there's there's gaps where I'm just like, oh, man, like, you're so yeah. smart. Like, he's really good with business. Like, obviously, you're successful. The position he's in, I admire him for certain categories. And then there's other rooms where I'm just like, I cannot borrow from you in that domain or I will <laughs> fuck my life up. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you should actually look to me for some help on some yeah. of these things. That's yeah. like parkour. I think you see it in a reflection, like in parkour to not go too deep into this rabbit hole. Cause otherwise we'll just oh, yeah. not talk about anything else, <laughs> but it's like the people who will do the like, Edo Portal spend like $1,800 invest in all this crazy stuff because they're like this is what's going to take me to the next level and then they just assume that because they put the time in all the information is validated and it's like well you you researched it and you put all that time in but doesn't mean you researched the right thing <laughs> like you didn't validate it and you had no filter and it's like you if you don't have a good filter for bullshit then you can put in hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of totally useless work and feel like, well, I'm a master, but like, you're just a master of bullshit basically. Like yeah. you, you didn't learn anything that applies to the reality that you like want to be affecting with your movement or like with your political views, whatever it is. Totally. I did have a conversation with my mom. Mm -hmm. She had a, I was very proud of her for we just had, it was, we talked for like 45 minutes and I was a little bit hesitant about this conversation. Um, and she basically brought it up and said, I realized this week, and my mom's a full grown adult. She's, I'd hope so. She's retired. <laughs> like she is a retired, like she's a child. She, bench, she Benjamin <laughs> Button. She's a Benjamin. <laughs> my but, mom's Benjamin. <laughs> Amina. <laughs> Amina Button. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, she opened with, 
You know what I realized this week? I realized I have no idea what it's like to be black in America. And I was just like, look at yeah. you, mom. Look at you becoming woke. Yeah. Like you're, you're, Word. you're figuring it out. And I thought that was, that was really <laughs> cool. Like she is part of the older generation. She's, yeah. and we ended up having like a pretty good conversation. And she brought up a lot of the counterpoints that a lot of people are making like, Oh well, there's there's black people that have been successful. What do, why are, what do you mean that there's like there's all these like gates in the way, bias. systematic oh, yeah. biases? And we talked about that for a while, and like she was like very open to hearing hearing the conversation and hearing where it goes. And she's like, well, it's kind of like being a woman. And I was like, well, here's all the ways where it's not, and gave her like, and it was just a very it was a very interesting conversation. And basically, it and we kind of came to the conclusion where it was just like. We, we, of course, we have no idea what it's like, but we have to do everything that we can possibly do to make this whole situation better and more equal. And we're still having this conversation. Dude, you were so yeah. stoked after I that. Was, she came home and was like, <laughs> I'm really proud of my mom. Nice, I was so, I was so proud mom. of her. Uh-huh. Good. I was not sure how that conversation was going to go. And it, it went really, really well. Mad right respect on. for Mama Great. Dietrich. Okay, topic change because otherwise we're rolling downhill yeah, quick. I mean, yeah, what do you want? I don't know. I have nothing. Well, this is a problem. <laughs> so we've been having a great time training together. I really, it's been really nice to, uh, really yeah, stoked. That, that we are now getting out of the woods of at least the pandemic, you know? And it, it's <laughs> like, maybe not. <laughs> you guys are like, yeah. I mean, hey, here's the thing. No, we got out of the, the first woods. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody's like, sick, time to like plant some stuff here and just chill and have a picnic and then it's like it's like the woods in the second lord of the rings that move and like start to encroach <laughs> on the orcs i think that's what happened we're like oh those woods are like 100 feet away we're chilling yeah and then we look back and the trees are like on our back like, oh shit <laughs> yeah. i guess the whole black lives matter just put it in perspective so it just feels like it's a little bit more it's just distant. not as in yeah. the forefront of our minds yeah for sure but like so at least we're getting to I mean, we're all young and healthy, and yeah, and know, we cetera, also haven't really been training with more people than the people that got, are currently here. Like we're not doing a ton. <laughs> it's of, true. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's been nice to just emerge, I guess. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as that goes, it's been super nice to see you guys and like just hang out and do something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's been good. For sure, it's nice to like have. We were talking about how funny it is that like you and Kira in terms of like your training mentality are pretty similar and Christine and I are like kind of similar in a lot of ways and so the dynamic between you and I and between (laughs) Kira and Steen is like really productive and we just can like meet up double date train and then we go off and do like our own thing and then Kira and Christine go off and just like come meet back an hour later like super happy I'm so stoked on it one tiny bit yeah no I really enjoy it I'm bummed out that my ankle got blasted today but it's yeah all good. Sorry, you can just tripod for the next few weeks yeah 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 make sure you make those crutches a little taller because i'm a little short than you i like the donkeys whatever <laughs> what is it like i don't even know <laughs> hey i was like i'm just saying because you can mule kick like you push uh, off okay. of that and you just you know yes but they're set for someone who's five, it's not five. really a donkey i was thinking of like <laughs> just, dolly actually like salvador dolly painting where you're like i just want to be blanky and gotcha stick dolly and the the no. arm gestures reminded me of like an eighties action star <laughs> that just was dual wielding like shooting like, guns like ooh, yeah the shoulders but like dual wielding like Gatling guns somehow yeah. with like or like you know. when they're 
in like the Millennium Falcon. I've spent at least shooting. a year of my life in crutches. I'm, I'm decent on a crutch. Yeah, you're you're doing great. I can. Really? What I'm saying is, I like to do the balance. Like I can yeah. see how far. Oh, I can and walk. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's wow, really you could have just said that. I should have just said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute since I've done the mic. You know. I'm yeah. Trying to get my thoughts. We, I think we've all had a solid amount of crutch time. <laughs> how much have you? I mean, yeah, you've been. Yeah, around. probably around to like a year total. Is that um, Max? Have you? Had? And not really, no. Maybe wow, like showing a your month privilege. And a half. <laughs> yeah. I'm in at least six months. Yeah. Like. Yeah, with your broken heel up too. Yeah, well then I had forgotten, but I was actually on crutches at the end of high school, because mm. I broke my ankle the day I graduated from high school. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that was great. That's wonderful. So that was that was cool. I got to walk graduation, and then I didn't walk for a while. <laughs> But same ankle as the one you broke? It was, yesterday? but I just, like, cracked it. Like, mm. not... Mm. I didn't do enough damage to, like, do anything other than have the nice, like, six to eight weeks in a cast and then move on sure. with my life and go right back to doing everything I was doing before. That was not the case for round two, but that's okay. Yeah. My friend Chris Beeble had a similar story back in the day. Shout out Chris Beeble. He's not going to listen to us, but <laughs> nobody knows who he is. But I want to have him on here one day. He's like an old, old friend. We would have some hilarious things to say. <laughs> he broke his wrist in middle school, on the last day of middle school, and we had this whole epic plan. We're like, dude, we're going to skateboard all the way from our middle school back to his house, which was miles. And we were going to hit all the spots on the way, and it was just going to be the shit. And he broke his goddamn wrist doing a front handspring. A front, I don't even know how you break your wrist doing a front handspring. <laughs> he broke his wrist doing a front handspring. This is before we, like, either one of us yeah. thought, knew what parkour was. Not that he ever got into it, but I was so mad at him. I was like, you fucked it up, man. Chris you fucked Beaver. up our whole summer because then we couldn't skate the whole summer. Yeah. I didn't, he was my skate buddy. And that just goes to show what a shitty person I am because I was mad at him for his wrist being broken. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. But uh, everybody had one of those in middle school. In a way, he made me a parkour athlete because you know, I had all this unfinished business. Wow. Dedicated. This episode <laughs> is dedicated to Chris Beeble. Chris Beeble, the real MVP. Chris Beeble's broken <laughs> Chris wrist. Beeble. He's a great dude. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we we talked about a bunch of random parkour topics. The other day. All right, here's something but. we didn't get to last night that we can just, like, I'm just going to cold dive into. Yeah. Cold dive. What would be the coolest um, companies to put outside money into parkour? Oh, yeah. oh, that was a that was a good topic that we didn't hit. Well, we talked about Feiyu was starting to put money into parkour. They're sending yeah. it. Shout out Feiyu from the France, whatever. I don't know where they're based out of. That's a good Feiyu from the France. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I like I like that they're doing it, even though there's a little bit of shadiness with their history with the you know the original Chinese manufacturer. Look into it. That's all I can say. But I like what they're doing. Yeah, Adidas and Park and Nike. Yeah. I would love to see get involved because that just legitimizes us. You know, even though it might fuck some people over that are trying to build bit smaller brands. Ultimately, I think if Nike or Adidas got involved, it just makes the sport so legitimized instantly. If a yeah. Nike gets involved, that now they're taking. We're all being taken much more seriously, yeah. and there's going to be big money behind a Nike sponsorship and that athlete can then start a, a grassroots business. Yeah. It, I don't want to use the word trickle down, but it will eventually that money will trickle more into the uh, community. Well, I also don't think, I, mean, I don't think someone like Nike coming in and being like, yeah, we're going to get behind parkour is going to somehow 
make people not buy store clothes. Like, that's not gonna be what happens. Like, people are still gonna go find the grassroots stuff when yeah. they get more into the community. That's what the community's job is. And yeah. if anything, it almost would, like, legitimize the brands. Like, in skating, I feel like it's, like, if you see some dude wearing, like, a Thrasher shirt, back in the day, that was, like, oh, man, he knows what's up. But then now it's just, like, Thrasher became such a brand name that there's no indication if you're wearing a Thrasher shirt that you know anything yeah. about skateboarding. I want to see I want to see those brands collaborate with the smaller parkour brands. Yeah. Like, I would love to see, like, a Nike Modus line. Ooh, like, how cool yeah. would that be? be super that's sick. probably how they'll get involved, I think, initially. Because that's how, that's how skateboarding was, wasn't yeah, it? Like, that's, yeah. that's how it SB. Yeah. Um, Shout I, out Nike PK unofficial. And I think, yeah. Big shout. Miguel. Dude, Miguel putting in work. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Hero. Gets me real horny, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, tasty lad. <laughs> I want to see... I think I think we can l- look at a bigger scope. Cause, like, the obvious things is, like, I want Nike shoes that I can train in. Mm-hmm. I want to see tech get into parkour. Mm. I want to see fucking, like, Sony and Canon. Cause, like, That's true. Cause, like, Canon did work with Scott Bass. And they did that uh, store video. In the store yes. video, yeah. But, like, what if, what if, like a team was like a fully sponsored by say canon like okay say what if store what if store was somewhat sponsored by canon and they had a canon logo in every one of their videos kids are going to be bu- buying t2y's up the fucking ass mm-hmm. right yeah. you know like that's gonna be a because like what's the one thing that everyone does besides do parkour is mm-hmm. make videos was, yeah so it's like really onto something there, yeah if like gopro like really got into the parkour sphere like every kid's gonna be buying up a gopro yeah so it's like i would love to see tech get, like more involved in that sense because it's like we make stuff we use these things like there's we have equipment outside of shoes that no not everyone needs but people who care about the sport are gonna use those types of things yeah right like Like, gopro also is putting like seems like they're giving a little bit of money to some parkour athletes yeah which is great i I would love to just see like more involvement in that sort of sense for sure like what if what if like dji started throwing drones and money and like because now they have action cameras and stuff like that like if Mm -hmm. they threw like fat money at parkour everyone would stop buying gopro and start buying dji like yeah i do wonder like i think one of the main limiting things that is not as much now but back in the day it would be like when people would have like affiliate codes and stuff yeah that's like the biggest step that companies take before sponsorship if you're a major company and you're getting approached by thousands and thousands of athletes yep and you have somebody who's got an affiliate code and they're racking up like eight thousand dollars in sales a month yeah you're gonna be like oh that person's worth putting more money into in terms of sponsorship and i feel like there are athletes like um milo was i forget what the drone like the autonomous drone company is that he's Mm. always plugging but like they like skyop or something sky that skyops is kai's thing yeah it's kai's Kai's thing okay whatever milo's i know what you're talking about yeah Yeah. that's really i'm not sure what the brand is um but they were like throwing him some money just to like make videos and and promote their stuff but it's like skydio skydio yeah Mm. and how many parkour people then i just like feel like the the carry through but do you think that's been kind of poor do you think that's I think that's more a problem with having, like, a uh, platform. I, I think it's, like, platform and brand, but I also think there was, like, a stigma against, like, the whole selling out thing for a while, which is oh, I think we're going past pa- I think we are past yeah. that for big brand, like, big companies, like, store, you know, like, Modus, 
and, and not big companies. Maybe that they're maybe these. I'm bi- like pretty biased because I am. Mm-hmm. But if like Modus started throwing ads on their videos, being like, "This video is sponsored by fucking whoever," like, yeah, fuck yeah, get that goddamn bag. Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I just think it's like the smaller, like someone like Milo. I feel like there still is like a slight stigma of people being like, "Oh man, you're just like starting to get popular, and already your content is like asking me to do stuff." I feel like that's such a minority that's a though. Cop-out. Yeah, that's a cop out though. If the it content's is. good, it's no, good for sure. And yeah. his content is fucking sick. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. unique and it's sick. Like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, no, I totally agree. Yeah. I, what do you, is that? But I think this is a genuinely interesting topic. Is like, what is the glass ceiling that we are up against right now? You know, like what is mainstream as a community is like you know because i think about this often as i look at other sports and i'm like what are we going to model ourselves after and like yeah. where i don't want to have a diluted sense of like how important parkour is either like i don't want to like shit on us i think we have to keep pumping it up and yeah. like doing everything mm-hmm. we can to grow the community at the same time i'm like it it you know there's not everything that not everything gets to be the ufc not, yeah, yeah. You're not we may not get to the place where our athletes are getting paid tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars to do, to do yeah, something. Yeah, but I don't think that's but, like really what we're worried about at the moment. No, so. I don't think that's what we're worried about, but I know there's a, that's all I'm saying is there's a spectrum and I'm like, where, where do we lie and how can we grow into like our most mature right. evolution okay. of, of, you know, what we get paid and why we get paid. I have some thoughts. Please. Um, the mainstream still thinks that Parker's a fad. Mm. Um, I think that, I don't know if we really need to convince brands that we, that we are legitimate i think that it's going to be done through uh, more growth online so i think stores done more good for parkour than probably anyone has in the last like few years to legitimize the sport because like people just know them now mm-hmm. like we got they we ran into went to national grocers on the way home and the guy at the counter yeah. knew store and asked what breach was oh yeah wow. yeah so it's like like they're huge they're huge they're mo- think of like any creator that you follow on the internet more often than not they're bigger than that creator yeah like and that's why yeah. yeah um so more instances of that i think will really help legitimize the sport i don't think we have to be like we did this competition <laughs> and now it's legitimate you know i think it's more of like a we kind of kind of trojan horse ourselves through like youtube and shit i think is really where it's gonna have to be and then once that audience is there anyone that has like a big enough audience brands will look at and brands will work with um and i think it's just getting yourself in those positions to make those in that and the brand deals are more just to help like if say a store is making a living then that like sort of like what we were talking about with like the rock climbing community like once that money starts coming from the outside and trickles in they'll start making more stuff that helps the community Mm -hmm. hopefully um but if you just see more of those instances, that'll help kind of like raise that bar. And then like, you know, some of those top people can um, be making a good amount of money, create opportunities for other people to make money. And then that'll just like keep, it'll kind of just like keep boosting us up. I think it's kind of a, that's how I see it in my head at least. I think the only like weak link there is the, and this is a problem that we have with like gyms especially, is the carryover from getting the person who's interested and is willing to even like go to a parkour gym for the first time to keeping that person interested in the sport for more than like a couple weeks because I don't think they're so like climbing is definitely Mm -hmm. something that I look at in terms of like demographic and kind of just like philosophy that is pretty similar to parkour but parkour is 
infinitely more accessible because you don't need a shit ton of money to buy shoes and mats yeah. and harnesses and like all the gear that you need to go climbing and also like gym memberships. It's like gyms are way cheaper to run than climbing gyms. Um, but when you go into a climbing gym, if you've never been before, it's very obvious that you can spend like three hours there just going through like routes by yourself or with friends. Like you can meet up with people really easily because everything's like right there on the wall. You don't have to think. And I think like a main issue that I see that I would like see at Brooklyn Zoo, I see at Apex Denver, is if I like bring friends to the gym, unless they've already absorbed a lot of parkour content, they go to open gym, you teach them for like an hour and then you're like, all right, man, like, yeah, like go play. And they're just like, well, what do I do? And because parkour is so like, it's so self-driven and not like inherently guided in the way that like climbing can very easily be like, you're gonna just, just go up there and like only touch the red things. I think we can do that in parkour gyms mm -hmm. to make it more accessible to like that demo that's like, they might be interested if you just like got them to come back six or seven times to the point where they like had that aha moment of being like, oh my God, yeah. I get it. This jump means more than just me jumping between these two rails. This is like this whole way that I can train throughout my whole life. Um, but it can be tough to like break through that barrier. I don't think that's something that brands ever look at. Yeah. But I do think that that is an issue of like store has 6 million, almost 6 million subscribers now. But how many of those people go past the point of like occasionally going outside and like doing a vault or just like watching store videos to where they're like training once in a blue moon. Okay. I think you're totally right. But um, how many, I think it's a numbers game, honestly. How many people go to the climbing gym, try it once and go, eh. Yeah. You know? So like, I think it's, I think for, you know, however many people that come to the parkour gym and then be like, oh, like, I don't really get it. Like take skateboarding. Mm -hmm. I think skateboarding is almost equally, if not more difficult to be like, what the fuck do I do with this thing? <laughs> you know? Um, and if you haven't seen a lot of like skate videos, which I think anyone that is going to get on a skateboard has probably seen at least like a good handful. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I'm like very ignorant about most skate culture. I don't know a lot about skateboarding, but I've seen enough to be like, okay, I think I know like at least like a few things I can like try to figure out. And I think it's literally just exposure to the sport. Yeah. Um, I think we still have such a small reach. I think our online is doing great. Like you can look at a lot of the metrics on how much parkour is searched, but I think it's just the time of the age, the age of the sport. Mm -hmm. is just still a little bit too young. I think we're still just a little bit underneath mainstream adoption. Um, but I think those, I think with that larger knowledge and general knowledge of just what parkour is, um, well, I think we're going to see just like, yeah, a much higher adoption. Yeah. Do you think part of that is because like well also skateboarding you can just kind of like carry your board around and like ride around and if you're a kid like that feels cool sometimes yeah. just on its own but i'm also wondering if it's because like parkour can be sensationalized so easily to the point of like almost just like you get numb to what actual parkour looks like because you see all these like ridiculous stunts in pop culture and that becomes yeah. your reference whereas like skating or like 
you know, like surfing, they're all sensationalized in like pop culture and in film, but there's like a limit. Whereas in parkour, I feel like you're seeing people doing like 50 foot drops. And when you go to a gym and you're like, hey, we're going to have you balance for like 20 minutes and then you're going to jump like four feet because you're a child with weak legs. Like, <laughs> and these kids are like, I just want to be Spider-Man, like take yeah. massive drops. I wonder how much like that contributes as well. Yeah. At all. And I think, I mean, I think that probably does have, I think it's, you know, it is going to contribute. I think yeah. there's no way it doesn't contribute at least a little bit. And I think that might be a problem that we have to face uniquely as parkour. But I think that surely skating had different issues that they've had to overcome yeah, that yeah. are probably just as annoying. Well, like, they had, like, the whole negative press around, like, skate yeah, culture in, like, the exactly. 90s. And, and I think parkour is doing a much better job as far as creating um, positive culture. Yeah. Yeah, and the more content we make, it's like that will eventually drown out the super ridiculous stuff to the point where people will look at that and be like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, what about this? The Rock can't do a 40-foot one-arm cat leap off a skyscraper. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, but that kind of stuff is so common, and people are just like, oh, yeah, that's... That happens. Like, I remember I yeah. watched that movie Skyscraper with my dad, and he was like, do you think that's possible? I was like, like, no. That's no. <laughs> not even have you seen? Possible. Have you seen the image of the um, movie cover? They get spread <laughs> around the trajectories, like a, yeah. yeah. And it's like, no matter how fucking fast he went, he's not making that shit. He would have had yeah. to go like, it was something like 70 miles an hour to like <laughs> make the actual jump. Oh so good. You can't run 70 miles an hour? Yeah. Not yet. Oh, God, you guys gotta step it up. Step gotta get on your sprints. I yeah. mean, I'm, I, I didn't say anything. I can run at least 70 miles an hour. 71, precisely. 70 on a good day. Dude, I wonder right why, like, more like energy bar companies and like things like that haven't gotten into parkour yeah i'm not sure i think well, it's the same reason why like some of those major sports companies haven't they're just like watching mm, and they're yeah. like, i don't know if it's you know i but. definitely if it, it feels like when one company makes the leap others will follow yeah we just have to get the first big company in the door um and that's because it's kind of like I'm sure there's handshake agreements somewhere where it's just like, yeah, we've we've thought about that. We've got parkour kind of on our radar, but not we're not really. But if one company took the leap, if like Nike took the leap, yeah, Adidas yeah. is gonna follow. I feel like yeah, and I feel like Red like Bulls, Red Bulls just been leap. like poking parkour with a stick for ten years. <laughs> if they like actually like committed to it hard yeah i feel like that would make a gigantic difference i don't know red bull commits pretty hard they do like think about how much okay this just is true. because i've been to art of motion for yeah. so many years they probably spend no joke like i wouldn't be surprised if they spent upwards of like four million dollars on I mean, every art of motion event yeah with between like televising the whole thing like when they're in santorini they like rented out essentially the half of the town yeah like you're getting everybody there, paying for everything, doing all the media promotion. It was televised around all of Greece, all these other like things that go into it, getting insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they've done that for over a decade. So I feel like yeah. Red Bull, and you look at like other sports, and it's not like they're throwing tons of money at other sports that have similar followings. Like there totally. are some place, there are some places where they've definitely thrown like way 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 more money yeah but i've actually been really impressed with what red bull's done especially because they got so much hate from the community they right did, off the yeah. bat 
and they were like whatever we're just gonna like keep doing it yeah and then like 13 years later they're literally the only major company that is still invested in parkour that's true like that's yeah k-swiss will... dropped out like all these yeah. companies that like g-shock although they just did a thing with but there were like a bunch of like different random companies yeah it's in the beginning we sit with like because red bull has their hand in so many different things like they yeah. have mtb like mountain bike downhill racing and they have their own crankworks event like some They've of them they dancing. have like tears they have the flu tog or whatever like weird <laughs> yeah. shit yeah but like we don't see like monster jumping in yet and i yeah. think like there must be something there where we're just we haven't breached because oh. that's when i think it's i think it's pretty clear mm-hmm. and i'll rescind my what i said about red bull earlier and like caveat it red bull u.s needs that's, to step yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, that's very true. That's yes. like that's the big thing. Like, yeah, just, Red Bull has done a lot, but I think until the United States branch of Red Bull steps in, like that's why I feel like it's poking it with a stick because yeah. I feel like for a lot of those other sports, Red Bull US actually is like, yeah, we'll fucking do it. But then mm. it's like except for the one series in 2011, 2010, Run like the, the Detroit um, yeah, yeah. 2011. Like that's the only US Red Bull event that's ever happened. Which is also because it's just a small market. It yeah. was for a long time. I don't think it is anymore. It was a smaller market in yeah. America than, than and in I think, Europe. And I think, obviously, there's a lot of um, strategy that has to go. Like, there's so much work that goes into that one thing. But I think there's a more... I would rather see seven smaller Red Bull events throughout the parkour season than one really big, like red blood emotion yeah. once a year i think that would make a bigger impact yeah or just have somebody sponsor spl which that really too. would be like That's spl essentially has created the best competitive format yeah and they're like hey we would love money from anyone that doesn't <laughs> suck and no one's taking advantage of it like yeah. literally someone could just be like hey renee tom here's like two hundred thousand dollars to do with as you will and he'd be like, throw your name on everything. We, you know, exactly. I don't think we're going to call hate. it the year brands games now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think they would. I mean, I, they wouldn't sell out like they wouldn't allow no, anything important to change about the comp. No, I know they would but, never be like, let's change the integrity of this. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, like, who cares if it's called the fucking Dell PC? Well, <laughs> I think they probably skill. do care. Ultimately, they want that IP. Yeah, yeah the right? ownership. For yeah. Sure. Like, otherwise, then it could just get. But if it no, was totally. the origins pro parkour yeah. championships brought to you by yeah. sony yeah. Or, like they're not gonna be yeah. i don't think they would turn down a i do not either yeah. yeah contribution i do want to rescind my big big brands because i don't know what it is i forget about red bull red yeah. bull has that's a very good point red bull has been involved for a very long and time the long time is what's really crazy it's you know mm. yeah what, i 100 percent about 14 years yeah i it's so really cool i talked with nico um we'll check this was a couple months ago when I was researching an article that, that I was writing about, like, the history of competition. Yeah. Because I know he's he was one of the first people to have contact with Red Bull. And the way that Art of Motion became a thing, which I love, because people were like, oh, you know, like, big brands, they know all about it. And, like, they're watching parkour. And from everything I've ever heard, like, KO also, like, for a long time was talking with Under Armour about, like, trying to get Under Armour to come in. And they were like, pretty serious negotiations where they're like yeah we might be down to like put in two million dollars to like improve your shoes so they don't suck and throw money in it every single time that happens people in the parkour community are like oh they have to be watching and every company's like oh yeah like we knew what it was but whatever like yeah. there, there literally has never been a time that i've heard where they're like 
yeah, we've been waiting for this moment <laughs> for you to approach well, us. They're definitely not waiting for yeah, I don't think they're waiting people for a... to approach. Like yeah. it's it's going to be sitting in the sidelines. Like, I mean, we get we get this with my company in, in aerospace. Mm. Like, we have our one contract, and we have stuff. Once that one thing is successful, there's six contracts lined up behind it. Yeah, but these mm. people aren't going to throw money until this one works. Yeah, and that's, that's what fair. everyone's waiting for. Everyone's yeah. waiting for the one to work, to then have like, yeah, people... hey, yeah, let's we're in too. We know yeah. you can do it. We know you can perform. We know that you're going to represent our brand well. So we want we want in too. Yeah. Well, and then so with the to finish that Red Bull story before I forget about it, basically like Nico and his friends, thinking Red Bull like knew all about parkour and were really interested hit them up and they were like, hey, we'd like you to sponsor our group. And they were like, oh, a parkour group? Well, we don't actually like sponsor any groups for sports, but we do sponsor individuals or events. And then they were just like, hey, so like want to sponsor a competition in Vienna? And Red Bull was like, yeah, okay. And that's literally how Art of Motion started. That's it was like crazy. they just fully approached them and they were like, got denied. And then they were like, well, what if you try this? And then Red Bull was like, yeah, I guess we got some money. We could do that. And I think that that's a big reason also why it hasn't transitioned as much to the u.s is because the whole core team that started it yeah was like essentially the the vienna parkour community well the, yeah and i and, feel like it might be the case where if someone in the u.s had been like hey red bull u.s want to sponsor an event they'd be like eh. yeah i don't know maybe they would have like what Who can knows? we do to what can we do more as a community i guess to create that like proof of concept that christine was talking about literally spl like yeah the, like that's the best like product that's out there right now for people to be like oh yeah that shit's they're doing it mm-hmm. in I my like, opinion i feel like it's sp spl is is a huge one i think the other one is we just have to be okay with getting told no like it's just yeah, gotta absolutely. be more people with platforms that are arguably big enough it's like trying to, to collaborate just say, hey i'm willing to i'm willing to collaborate with you on this you throw me 200 bucks i'll do this thing and grow it from there into like it has to be more people and i'm i'm preaching this but i Mm -hmm. don't do this more people that are willing to approach companies and be turned down and be willing to start like kind of small too like you're not going to get your three million dollar competition deal you know (laughs) day one you know maybe like do like a few like sponsored projects and then be like yeah now we have this good relationship and you've shown that like i can provide value and then like go from there yeah like ryu and strike were good examples of that with like spl and origins yeah like they were putting in some support and stuff it's just interesting because i do feel like the proof of concept like store is a great proof of concept they've literally they Mm. have an insane amount of followers they have a ton of engagement they have like a very adamant Mm. fan base and obviously, like, they're getting jobs, but it hasn't been. And maybe I, maybe they are, like, working on stuff that's just, like, gotten sidelined by COVID. I would be yeah. curious how much, and I, I've never asked any of the guys, but how much of the stuff that they do is stuff they went after? Or if it was all stuff that, not all, but mostly stuff that got they got approached with. Like, I don't know if they've, if they're actively reaching out to, to jobs and to companies and doing any of that. Because they don't really need to. Yeah. is the other side of it like they yeah, they're also busy i bet yeah. they don't they got reached out too i know six underground. but I, I wouldn't know yeah six underground was just michael bay being like yeah. oh sick yeah let's hit those guys they're up like, Fucking email those guys go yeah 
So well, the landscape's changing too, right? Like that this this concept of six underground, like wanting to, like they are just like okay, that that those dudes have six million followers or roughly, yeah. and so we know we're gonna pull in an audience. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the game's changing. Like there's you become superstar brands and you're getting like involved in that way. Yeah, I think like. Like you said, the proof of concept, we don't know if it'll be maybe competition as a proof of concept or like this kind of brotherhood of videos or like a amalgamation of like people. I think the flip like Z and um, mm-hmm. Eric and Pasha house is kind of like the other sort of interesting model that's developing of just like, They're like the MTV vlog. real world. Yeah, it's like a real parkour. world. It's like <laughs> yeah. interesting, like how that's happening. Or hype house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. And I'm like... <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I like, I think it's just like, all right, there's another avenue. Like yeah. you can, you can ex- expand into that. I just want to know how, like, and I just want to ask them, like, do you guys have sore throats from literally just screaming at every <laughs> flip that gets landed? Like I, they do the, some of the sickest <laughs> stuff, but the, it's a full, like full squad hype every time <laughs> everyone lands anything. And I'm just yeah. so impressed. Like, oh man, Z's blogs are pretty sick. I'd never seen any of his vlogs. Mm. And I watched, I watched, couple, I watched a couple, and I was really impressed. I was like, "Oh, these are dope!" Because I, I like I follow all of them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually watched his knee one. That was the first one that I watched because I was wanted to know. He got me with the clickbait. Like I wanted to know <laughs> what why happened? he could never flip again. Yeah, or I'm not. I'm not does, flipping again. And we got like he does a good job. Dom is another like example of someone who's really doing yeah another avenue that like a lot of us really want to see work. It was just like an individual who can just change the game like through his movement yeah. through his innovations in um savagery in savagery <laughs> and it's very like particular it's like okay i guess the kind of savagery you need yeah. which is the same same thing for skateboarding a lot like of the jaws. big skateboarders he's really like, a lot of them are like that you know yeah. jaws chris joslin uh even nija even mm-hmm. uh nija and him actually have a lot of parallels because everyone talks shit on nija's skateboarding it's not like smooth or clean yeah, yeah. but you can't deny what's happening yeah. yeah, and I think Dom a lot of like his journey has been like people going, but they're not doing it good. Fair. But like it's just like, but he's doing that and that. And, and so, I think yeah. what's what's great about Dom's movement is like it is, and this is not like I don't I feel like it's gonna come off as like talking down on his movement, but it's totally not. Mm-hmm. It's really easily digestible by someone who doesn't do parkour. Yeah, yeah. he front yes. flips off a twenty foot. 28 foot fucking bridge Dude, like my entire you go, all my oh, coworkers shit. at the coffee shop follow dom yeah and they'll literally come into me and they'll be like dude what did dom tomato do the other day like do you yeah. see this and i'm like yeah i do like he comments on all christine stuff like, <laughs> yeah he's like also Dude, dom's the homie man he's he is like he is really he is awesome. one of my biggest cheerleaders <laughs> he's for sure he's like yeah. the perfect example of like the hero that the parkour community needs <laughs> yeah. in the sense that he has this skill set and he has this platform that he just has worked really hard to build because he's also like putting out vlogs, editing super hard, constantly yeah. training like a friggin' madman. He's overcome like some fucking He's overcome some gnarly injuries. He's taking all these hits and he's like really engaged in the international community and he's not an asshole and he's using like his platform to work with brands and cares about that and like mm. is doing it in a way that does benefit the community as a whole. Yeah. Which I think is like the other thing is that a lot of people who would be good at doing that don't have the platform or are like too self-conscious or just are not interested in like promoting themselves and trying to get this like work. And like, yeah. I mean, the store guys are a great example. Like they, 
if I were them, I know that if I had 6 million people following me for just training, I'm like, I just want to train. I'm already doing everything I want to do. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And I'm not liable. Like, I have no responsibility for, like, single-handedly pulling up the financial, like, struggle that the parkour community <laughs> is in at, like, the expense of maybe, like, my personal enjoyment of the thing I love the most. Totally. But there are a couple people, and Pasha, I think, is, like, another one, um, even though he kind of, like, walks, like, a line with movement and action, kind of, like, comedy and all these other things. But he's another person that's like got a personality that's marketable and is willing to market himself. Yeah, that's fine. And he's not doing it in a way that's like Devin Supertramp cringe. You know, <laughs> like he's doing it in a way that will like build the community and build kind of people outside the community their respect for parkour as like a sport. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, that was weird. And I'm laughing, but also like, holy fuck, he almost knocked his head on the edge of a pool really hard and like did a double flip and can't you know <laughs> just wild shenanigans yeah absolutely and i think bopping back a little bit i think that um at least in the near term um the support from outside brands is going to come to content creators and online first before we get really big movements on the event side because of the you literally can't reach enough people. unless we unless we specifically get a deal with ESPN. Mm-hmm. We can't reach as many people with a competition hey, as we can with um, online videos. Like like store alone is rivaling many TV channels. Yeah, like yeah. if you have five million people that watch your channel on TV, you are successful most times. Yeah, like yeah. Spe- they did do the Aurora Games on, uh, yeah, on ESPN. Yeah, that had a parkour comp involved <clears throat> in it. That was cool. I didn't see that. That's crazy. Um, it was a women's women's sports festival, mm. and so it was, it was very exhibitiony. It wasn't like a traditional comp in the sense of like, this is a parkour competition. It was very. It was a comp style exhibition, yeah. um, and effectively, it was. They did all kinds of sports. They had like basketball. They had gymnastics. And they had like hockey and tennis and all kinds of stuff. And they, the person who was running the gymnastics portion of it was like, hey, there's this other thing that isn't gymnastics, but it's really cool. And I want to do something with the women in this sport too. And so she actually took part of the gymnastics section of the whole ESPN broadcast and gave it to parkour. Oh, nice. And so she shout worked. Out. Yeah, so shout out to Big that shouts. conversation. She worked with Hendo with mm-hmm. um, Joe Hendo and he he reached out to a couple people he got the athletes and it was America versus the world basically um, the Americas the Americas versus mm-hmm. the rest of the world um, so it had North and South America versus everybody else um, as and per usual as per usual um, and it was really cool it was like 2v2 like there were two people on each team and it was a cool little comp but it was aired on ESPN and yeah. I had co-workers come to me and they're like hey we saw you on the aurora games because i was judging sick mm. and it was like that's epic then like i had one of my coworkers was like yeah my mom watched this and she was called she called me up and asked me which one you were and i was like i don't i don't have the tv like i don't know <laughs> i don't know how yeah, which <laughs> <one> you were <laughs> excuse me but like my college roommate <laughs> happened to just be watching this oh, event sweet. and she texted me she's like are you on tv right now and i was like oh <laughs> so that cool. was sick that that was cool like that kind of got it was only four athletes like it wasn't a 
a big damn deal, but yeah. that was cool. It was on ESPN. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's those like it's a really cool thing. It's like any like little step closer is Yeah, speaking is of progress. being on TV and being a step closer, ultimate tag. I was gonna ask if Chase Tag, yeah, what you feel like, oh, and Chase, like tag. Chase Tag is done. I too. think honestly, like World Chase Tag is sick. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, it's, it's cool. I think it's, it's a really great, obviously marketable too. Yeah, I think it's a great like one degree of separation from parkour to where you can be like these people are essentially doing parkour movements in a different format mm-hmm. it's undeniably parkour stuff but you can't just be like well you're like you don't really play tag in parkour you know like yeah yeah but i think it's i think it's the best one degree of separation we've yeah. had in parkour because like yeah fucking to warrior like whatever but um yeah, I think I think it's really cool. And it's yeah. extremely relatable. Like yeah. everyone has every you every child it. plays tag. Yeah. And you grew up and doing an adult, you remember playing tag. Even though they were like you can't play tag in school cuz it's dangerous. We all play tag. <laughs> and then now you've got this sport that people can very easily understand and that's like The rules are so simple. That guy's trying to get that guy. Yeah. Go, Go tag them. Like it's it's fast, it's cool, like yeah. And like the highlight reel like, if you go on YouTube, there's one of the videos that Tavon shared, and it's, like, got, like, 40 million views. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is it's not people shitting on adults playing tag, which I feel like the comments were initially. Yeah. The top comments are, like, mostly people who are just, like, damn, that's sick. Like, yeah. in various weight, like, levels of hilarity. Essentially, what they're saying is, like, these dudes are hella athletic, and this is pretty ridiculous, but also really cool, and I want more. It's, and I feel like it rides such a weird line. People be like, "Wait, adults playing tag? This is kind of dumb." And they're watching like, "That's kind of fucking sick." Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's like weird, ultimate tag and like is yeah. trying to like definitely I think ride that line too. Yeah, I haven't watched anything yeah. other than the first episode. Yeah, I watched the first so, episode. It was exactly what I expected, which yeah. was just like it's TV reality it's not really show a version. competition. It's not really parkour at all, but it's 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 gonna put parkour athletes in front of people and make people realize that if you want skills like people that win this show or this game yeah yeah then yeah. parkour is a good yeah. thing to be doing yeah it's like is it cringy yes but in the same way that like american gladiator was cringy and, and ninja warrior and ninja like... warrior's cringy and how freaking cool is it that our friends are on a prime time like show yeah like that's Super so cool. sick and the fact that like we personally know those people well, that are oh, yeah. per, that that just are out here being like, of course they're being characters, like that's it's a show. Yeah. But at the same time, like you know they didn't want to lose, so because they all have egos, like you <laughs> know they don't want to look like an idiot, so they're gonna they're trying hard. Yeah. Which is cool, like. I yeah I only saw the first episode really, but what I like about it is like Ninja Warrior, they're both like I I, I mean I can't watch these kinds of television shows. Yeah, they're not yeah. for me. They're for family. Yeah. You know, at evenings after dinner or whatever, like, you know, maybe if I have kids, I'll be like, all right, I'll be into it again. Yeah. You know, but it's it's more catered to parkour strengths and, like, abilities mm-hmm. than than is uh, Ultimate Beastmaster or the Ninja, the Ninja Warrior, which is going to cater to climbing, mm-hmm. the climbing well, community. Also, it's not ashamed of parkour people being in it, where Ninja Warrior did literally everything they could mm-hmm. to hide the fact that parkour people did well. Yeah. Including the point, including to the point where like, they told people like Elliot Hall, who had massive followings on Ninja Warrior and were incredibly successful, like, hey, you can no longer say you do parkour on the show, and you have to make up other shit that explains your skill 
and he was like, cool, I'm not going to be on the show anymore because you guys are, yeah. like, yeah. assholes. And they, like, he posted their sub- new submission forms at one point, and it was like, what do you do, like, as a physical hobby? If parkour, what else do you do? What do you do for a job? If parkour, what else do you do? Nothing else. Like, literally just parkour. And it was like, how can we avoid giving any credit to this sport that, like, you were on Ninja Warrior with the fastest time for, like, there are a lot of parkour athletes. Like, Levi Muenberg pretty much single-handedly brought Ninja Warrior to the U.S. from Japan when it was Sasuke. Oh, yeah. Like, he was the first major American dude to become, like, an icon on G4. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, oh, this actually could be a thing. And now it's this massive industry. Yeah. And they were, like, ashamed to talk about parkour. And the cool thing for me in Ultimate Tag was, like, he does parkour. She does parkour. Yeah. They're a badass parkour athlete. And then I was like, oh, everything else is really cringy. But, like, (laughs) at least you are giving them credit for doing parkour. Yeah. (laughs) And I think... For better or for worse. Like, it's And obviously, I think some of the big differences there is that, like, I think parkour is involved all the way to the top as far as production goes. Because Corey is, like, the producer. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so it's like, why would he be like, yeah. oh, don't talk about like, yeah. But then also, like, whereas Ninja Warrior saw how it could become an industry, I don't think Ultimate Tag can do that. So there's, like, what monetary loss are they going to take if they're like, oh, parkour athletes are good at this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know? I am so not looking forward to people asking me when I'm going to be on Ultimate Tag. Oh, that yeah. is... That that's is not even my... my gripe. My gripe with it is that we have to cater to the cringe i guess i just don't understand like because again i'm not maybe if i have young kids i think i yeah. might understand at a deeper level of like why we want this kind of like fluffy bullshit and like people not really being genuine they're just kind of like i'm there yeah you know and just like fine i get it but i just and actually they're doing the hard work like because i can't do that so yeah. i like i i really respect everyone that was on that show because they're willing to do kind of something that I think is cringeworthy, but like, I'm not going to shame them for it because basically I just, it's kind of like an ego thing. I just don't want to look that dumb in my opinion. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be selling myself to like the masses. I wouldn't say it's dumb, but it's just, you know what I mean? It's I don't just know. not you. I don't want to well, be shitty. I'm just saying like, like, you're willing to put yourself out there and just talk off the top of your head on a podcast for two hours. I'm, yeah. That's how I'm and, willing to look dumb. And say I things where you're like, that was <laughs> fucking stupid looking yeah, back two exactly. years ago. And I'm yeah. the same way. We all way, look but... dumb our own way. <laughs> yeah. And we all are like carrying a torch of like ignorance. And it's like, what hill are you willing to die your like, dumb ass on? We're yeah. blazing the trail. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I, I'm... At least their dumb ass is dying on the hill that's paying them like probably tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> We're doing it for free exactly. over here on Fuck. the drop. No, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I was willing to just be an asshole on the, on the mic, you know, early on. Yeah, and, yeah. And now we have like a lot better content and yeah. more people having podcasts which and conversations and I don't, I don't know if I've helped do anything to please that trail but i think that we all have to like carry the torch a little bit of the way and i think it's just kind of like you're always gonna look like an asshole when you're doing it because you're doing something different yeah so i I admire everyone that does anything with that show because of you know for me it's like i can't do that that's awesome that they can and i think one of my favorite things about um learning about people in the parkour community is learning how they learned about parkour how they got into parkour Mm -hmm. and like especially some of the kids that are a little bit younger who came to the gym, stuff like that. Like say like the 15, 16 year olds or people who got into the sport, like a ways after we did 
sometimes came through on like really cringe ass shit, but it made <laughs> them find parkour and like, yeah. you know, in the long run, that was what made it happen. Yeah. And so uh, like, if you can look past like some of the cringy bits and if, you know, 10,000 more 13 year olds get into parkour over the next two years because of ultimate tag, fucking more power to them. Mm-hmm. 100%. Heck yeah. They do so. more than, yeah. Well, cause you, you see Being on the, Fox, what's, like... what's really cool is they're like, Hey, here are these, here are these characters. Yeah. But then those characters all have an Instagram following. Mm-hmm. So people are going to, that are stoked on Lorena are going to go to Lorena's page and pull up like, Oh, this is Lorena. What are the other things she's done? They're going to find Exelon. They're going to look at that. Then they're going to say, but everywhere is plugs of like, I do parkour. They're going to see her parkour videos. Same yeah. with Sydney, same with Corbin. Like someone's going to go see Sydney on this show and then go to her page and just be like, Holy gajoli. I can go do that. And it's especially powerful to me to look at, like, there's badass women on this show. Yeah. Yes, they're characters. Yeah. It's yeah. the but first it's major be... thing that's ever had parkour women on it on, and like, a national scale. And it's going to be young girls seeing this and being like, that's so cool. She can do that? That means I can do that because yeah. I, I'm i I'm like her, right? She she started, she was my age once. Yeah. I, I could go and get into parkour. Like, I could go be on a show. I could learn how to do a backflip. Like, yeah, heck yeah, that's yeah. so cool. They're killing it. They're absolutely. Killing I feel it. like it's the equivalent of like, do you remember in the '90s when Disney would do all the like really cringy like skate and surfing movies? And I feel like that's like what those industries had to deal with in like 1996. Yeah. But then that led to like things like Rocket Power, which is like how Nora got into skateboarding. Dude, you know? oh my god. Oh, yeah. how, <laughs> fucking, how fucking cool is it? Would it be if, like, in, like, eight to ten years, there's, like, some form of, like, a parkour, like, cartoon? That'd be sweet. That'd be so sick. Brian, <laughs> Brian Prince animating yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Uh, just a little, like, Tam. just, like... And Tam, yeah. Brian Squad. Prince and Tam collab. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Does Tam animate, too? Yeah, I know that. that's her job. Oh, yeah, cool. just, like, some, like, silly, like, Cartoon Network show that's, like... Like Phineas and Ferb, but they do parkour. <laughs> but then it's like as good as as good as Avatar, and then we have the best thing. Okay, ever. don't yeah. don't stretch. <laughs> <laughs> You're reaching. I'm reaching real hard. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I have to remind myself with Ultimate Tag is like, yeah. imagine being like, yeah, one of like the Z well, Boys or just, something in 1992, and seeing yeah. people just kind of put out the cringiest shit on TV. But that got an entire generation of kids who, like, grew up in a sport and then are now, like, the ones pushing the boundaries of it, like, into it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so important. Like, everything is like that. Everything. Yeah. Like, my whole life is like that. Just tripping over myself, like, doing things that are basically embarrassing so I can do something a little bit less embarrassing next time. Yeah. Or a little bit more. Oh, shit. We're getting a call. <laughs> and our video is cut out. But is that going we'll to cut their it. audio out? Well, it's okay because now we're talking, yeah. filling it in. Yeah, baby. yeah. <laughs> and honestly, uh, fuck those other two guys. They're not even yeah. here anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I might have to restart the video, but this will be. That's okay. We, what is he just calling me? This episode's brought to you by Jort Boys. 
<laughs> George, what? This, I thought you were just gonna like totally plug just, method so hard. Like, oh, that would, that'd be like, this, uh, just like plug like unparalleled This episode of High Drop is brought to you by Unparalleled <laughs> Movement. This, this episode of High Drop is brought to you by Method, the superior parkour podcast. <laughs> just, goes, just, just shit on you. <laughs> Please. No, it really is. Uh, I recommend no, anyone who's in- interested in actually listening to a legitimate parkour podcast. Method has been killing it. You guys have been Okay, great. I didn't want that plug, but... You're getting <laughs> but the plug. Thanks. Appreciate you. Know, you. Like, like I said, my, my job is just to, like, fall ass backwards into <laughs> this domain first, I think. Yeah. If, if, I don't know if I'm even first, but I think, like, so that's kind of been some of the story of my life. I just kind of... I'm a little bit sendy is what they call it, but I just do things. A L- little bit? And then I don't know what's going to happen, but ultimately that's a power that we all have is like whatever you're not embarrassed to do a little bit more than other people. (laughs) Yeah. Like you should do that because that's kind of like what you, what you can give to the world often is just being, Mm -hmm. being like, that's sometimes what is unique about every one of us is just what we're willing to be exposed and vulnerable as. I think if you want to round that back to, um, you know, getting parkour to a higher place, it just like if we all do a little bit of our own something that yeah. like helps you know keep promoting parkour like that's that's how we're gonna get there. So it's you know it's gonna be all of us doing like you know like you're like you know starting the podcast and like whatnot and then like Max is more of someone who like is more analytical and like giving more of like a you know thoughtful and like I don't know like scientific approach to parkour which mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. and then Christine can you know push females when she's doing that for years and so like if everyone just like keeps that's really pushing, rude you shouldn't push people <laughs> oh uh, we were having such a good yeah, like yeah i was having a little moment and <laughs> you start talking about how you want to push little girls over so sorry i'm <laughs> but yeah so like you know if everyone just keeps like committing to parkour in their own little ways that's what's going to make it work out for everyone in the long term mm-hmm. so, 100%, yeah. yeah 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 that's what that's one of the things i really really stand behind is just expanding the circle of mm-hmm. what it really means to be in parkour yeah you know? like we, yeah we all need to expand it and i i more than anyone sometimes because i do i was like super into it and so i had got like really narrow-minded about what kind of things you what could and should do in parkour and now i've kind of like done a whole 180 and i'm just like no we all need to just get the pie growing bigger and yeah, yeah. And definitely. If you don't have nice things to say, like it's fun to talk shit sometimes, but it's just we definitely need need to as like a greater community to stop like dogging on people who are not only doing parkour. Oh my god! And I think that's that like well, I don't that's, think, a, that's kind I think of that culture's like gone away, which is yeah. really cool. I, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but just the the allowing the things you've learned in parkour to grow into other ways you can contribute to society that you're also still giving back to parkour and you're leveraging leveraging skills like leveraging videography you've leveraged parkour to get you into the podcasting realm to get you into like the next thing like mm-hmm. find finding those avenues we need to be like as a community celebrating that and looking towards what people can do next as that's not necessarily i'm just going to jump on stuff Mm. yeah like can what what content can we create what's our like what's our next step what tech are we plugging what yeah and i just want to especially like content i really want to see like just more diversity and like styles of content and stuff like that and i think this last 
like 12 months has been like exceptional for parkour content mm. mm-hmm. and i just want to i think we're i think we're just kind of like tip of the iceberg so totally yeah mm. you just made me think of shower both of you guys in those last alex shower yeah he's another like he's pushing the boundary in this like i guess it's you know he's just showering so hard <laughs> he's being yeah. that individual he's like doing him so so uniquely yeah. which i really yeah think or like joel who's like and joel's like right going down a kind of semi-comedy but also doing cool advertisement stuff and then going down a different like yeah he's shout out to it. joel who's had tesla give him a car twice in the last like <laughs> eight months it's yeah. just like yeah keep this car for another couple weeks like, that's a major company to be yeah like having them just give you a hundred and forty thousand dollar car or something yeah. wild like, and also what a freaking nice guy yeah joel's great <laughs> yeah he's super nice oh man that's probably a good place to end it we love everyone, right? Be nice Let's to people. Yeah. Be nice to people. Do you? Yeah. Keep All making stuff. Keep growing. Do unto others yeah. as you'd have them. Because you do can't be Dom you. Tomato forever. No. Even he will have to parlay some of this momentum. I think we never know. Maybe you not know. Him. I'm pretty not sure. Him. Yeah. Say if there's anything to, to bet against, it's not him. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I mean, I'm like, I could see it. You know, just 80 years old. Yeah. And he's already got, like, running an event website with Saturday. He's already like, you know what? As if I haven't done enough. Yeah. Let me throw this in there too. Dude. What a friggin' legend. Yeah. Well, oh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having everyone on. Thank you guys for being on. And yeah. Thanks for being in my home. Family podcast. For the Bless. Win. <laughs>